Hello, all, and welcome to another episode of Numa. Springtime, depending on where you live, has either arrived in full or is fast approaching. The gentle, civilizing touch of April has calmed the gusty blow of March. The merciless chill of winter has yielded to the warm embrace of spring. The birds, if you listen, proclaim the coming of the new day, while the animals frolic in the thawing fields. Where are you, I ask, this fine spring day? Perhaps you'll spend a few minutes with Andrew Marvell, a poet who wrote during the Interregnum, and me. The following is a meditation with Marvell, as he thinks aloud in a garden in spring. How vainly men themselves amaze to win the palm, the oak or bays, and their incessant labors see, crowned from some single herb or tree, whose short and narrow verged shade does prudently their toils upbraid, while all flowers and all trees do close to weave the garlands of repose. We strive incessantly, we labor relentlessly to win these vegetable crowns, as I like to call them. These are the laurels for whose attainment we exert, exhaust, and ultimately break ourselves. Think of the palms, oaks, bays, or laurels of which, in your daily life, you're in constant pursuit. It could be the applause of society you expect from the purchase of a new house or car, the accolades you've earned, doubtless, by the great promotion at work. You no sooner acquire these things then they begin to wither and lose their freshness. Reflect on the vanity of this. More lasting are the garlands of repose, in Marvell's words. Seek them instead. Fair quiet have I found thee here, and innocence thy sister dear. Mistaken long I sought you then in busy companies of men. Your sacred plants, if here below, only among the plants will grow. Society is all but rude to this delicious 
solitude. Look, Marvell advises us, for the fair sisters, quiet and innocence, not in the busy company of men, from which they absent themselves entirely, but in the tranquil cottage, the undisturbed retreat of your own soul. For quiet and innocence, equanimity and peace, you must take a moment and step away from society. You must fall into the teeming solitude of nature, in which, if I might speak from experience, you're never actually alone. No white nor red was ever seen, so amorous as this lovely green. Fond lovers, cruel as their flame, cut in these trees their mistress's name. Little, alas, they know or heed how far these beauties hers exceed. Fair trees, wheresoever your barks I wound, no name shall but your own be found. Take a moment this fair spring day and examine the unparalleled beauty of nature. Go ahead. I'll wait. Need help getting started, do you? How about this? Choose a single tree at which to look. How seldom do we do this? Trees stand everywhere around us, inhaling, exhaling, just waiting to be eyed and adored. And yet, we ignore them. Let's change this. Choose one, gaze upon it from afar, and then, if you dare, explore it at a closer distance. Look at its flaky brown skin, that massive covering of bark, that rigid barrier of flesh by which the intrusion of the elements is prevented. Look at the numberless veins by which its every patch is crossed. Look at the many scars that time, wind, and the pecking of the bird has visited upon it. 
there's an elegant art and uh, an unspoken history in every line. When we have run our passion's heat, love hither makes his best retreat. The gods that mortal beauty chase still in a tree did end their race. Apollo hunted Daphne so, only that she might laurel grow. And Pan did after Syrinx speed, not as a nymph, but for a reed. It is to nature that love retreats, as Marvell shows us. And trees are the things of frustrated deities. Daphne, in her desperate escape from an amorous Apollo, was transformed into a laurel. Syrinx, a beautiful nymph and student in the chaste academy of Artemis, was pursued by Pan to avoid his lust. She was transformed into a reed. What wondrous life in this I lead. Ripe apples drop about my head. The luscious clusters of the vine upon my mouth do crush their wine. The nectarine and Curious peach into my hands themselves do reach, stumbling on melons as I pass, ensnared with flowers, I fall on grass. Just bask in that fruitful imagery. Ah, oh, what a bounty exists before us in this life, ripe. Apples, luscious clusters of the vine, the nectarine and the curious peach, melons the size of boulders, flowers everywhere in which you get yourself entangled, happily entangled. Think about the wondrous life that you lead. Reflect on this for a moment. With what assortment of fruits are you blessed? Does water pour from its spigot at your command? Is your room illuminated with the flip of a switch? Is food readily available in your cupboard, refrigerator, or on your table? Do four walls and a ceiling protect you from the elements? Does a car expedite your movement from one place to another?
these are the fruits of modernity. These are great but simple blessings of which we should all be grateful. Meanwhile, the mind, from pleasure less, withdraws into its happiness. The mind, that ocean where each kind does straight its own resemblance find, yet it creates, transcending these, far other worlds and other seas, annihilating all that's made to a green thought in a green shade. Yes, from lesser to greater pleasures does the mind turn. If only you allow it. You are your own impediment to thinking better of yourself, to thinking better of the world, to thinking a life full of happiness and peace. Here, at the fountain's sliding foot, or at some fruit tree's mossy root, casting the body's vest aside, my soul into the boughs does glide. There, like a bird, it sits and sings, then wets and combs its silver wings, and, till prepared for longer flight, waves in its plumes the various light. Go, in other words, into your garden, into solitude, into nature, and undress yourself of your body. I mean it. Leave behind the heavy raiment of flesh, the physical attachments of this life, and allow your spirit, yes, your spirit, to take flight. Breathe deeply. Breathe deeply again. Feel the detachment of the physical. The heightening of the spiritual. and feel the ineffable oneness that comes from being in and with nature. Such was that happy garden state, while man there walked without a mate. After a place so pure and sweet, what other help could yet be meet? But twas beyond a mortal's share to wander solitary there. Two paradises twere in one to live in paradise alone. How well the skillful gardener drew of flowers and herbs his dial knew, where from above the milder sun does through a fragrant zodiac run. And as it works the industrious bee 
computes its time as well as we. How could such sweet and wholesome hours be reckoned but with herbs and flowers? With herbs and flowers beneath shady bowers, ah, what better way to prepare for spring? I hope you enjoyed this brief meditation brought to you by the poetry of Andrew Marvell and the commentary of me, your humble host. And with that, farewell from Numa. <laughs>